You're listening to Resident Advisors Exchange. I'm Martha. Thank you for joining us. On this week's episode, we welcome back Andrew Mensah, who has spent some time with the DJ, producer, and electronic artist, Sunel Musician. To try and get the story out of the artist, I usually conduct a little interview situation where we can just sit down and just try and find out what your parents used to listen to so I can sort of like design something that will fit your story and, um, and easily for you to just express yourself because it's something that you know already. So it's more of a formula that I just sort of like came up with in a way. Uh, or maybe because I'm just a curious soul, I always just try and find out why are you here and why are we here? Currently at home in Johannesburg, and originally from KwaZulu-Natal, Sunel Musician is sharing his own take on the South African electronic sound, L-World Music, whilst also investing in and nurturing local talent. This month sees the release of Sunel's AEDM EP, as we enter into the last few months of a very prolific year for the producer. As you're about to hear, this conversation covers Sunel's earlier releases, his experience of navigating the misrepresentation of recent disturbances in South Africa on social media and in the news, and tips for coping with perfectionism. I hope that you have a wonderful listen to Andrew Mensah and Sunel Musician on RA's Exchange. Okay, well, thank you for joining me. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, it's uh, a pleasure to have you um, on the other end of this wow. camera, of this uh, of this laptop. World. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just so um, everyone's aware, can you just tell us about tell us where you are at, actually at this moment in time? Oh yeah, yeah. I, my name is Osana Musician. I'm from South Africa. I'm a DJ, producer, singer, songwriter. Um, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm an owner of a record label called Elwood Music. So yeah, basically that's that's me. Yeah, and you're currently speaking from from Joburg or from Johannesburg? Yes, I'm currently speaking in Johannesburg right now. Um, that's where I'm based uh, uh, right now. Just at uh, home. Next. Yeah, that's well, my second home. I guess. Yeah. Ah, second home. Okay, of course, because you weren't yeah. you weren't born there, right? No, no, I was born in KZN, Wazul Natal, where I think the rest of the world have just seen all these riots and all this just turmoil that just happening. So that's where I'm from. Yeah. Has that affected yeah. you much? Yeah, it has. It has. It has. It's 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 um, even though it's, the stories are a little just different from what you see on social media and when you call your friends from back home, it's like why am I seeing this there? It's like, no, that's false. This is what's happening, really, da-da-da. Mm-hmm. So it's always just really... Uh, what happens on social, sometimes it's just really weird. Uh, it's always an opinion sometimes. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, cool. Well, how are, the, how are you feeling today? How's your energy? Yeah, I'm feeling we're pretty good, weirdly enough. I love Fridays. Fridays are always just my best days. This is when I get to finish a song or I'm working on a mix. So it's, this is a very good day for me. Always. Okay. Yeah. Good. The court, you're yeah. on a good day then. Great. Yeah, is your yeah, yeah. what's your working week usually look like? Is it um are you? I mean, I guess it might have been different recently, but uh, Fridays are your best day. Is that uh, is that because the rest of the week is really chocker with like work? Are you really busy? You don't kind of have, you don't have yeah. a lot of time to create. Yeah. It's true. Well, I do have time to create. I always make time to create. That's my biggest, that's my priority. <laughs> because that's how, that's one of the things that really make me feel good. Whatever I'm going through, it could be a very busy day. I could make a song about the day. You know, that's, it's just very important. Mm. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. 
the always it's just as a kid i don't know there's something about fridays i guess it's just the weekend yeah you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah. i'm with you don't worry i'm with you there um yeah. great uh well i guess i think this is something i think is quite standard but i quite i would really like to know um about i guess like your earliest memories of music like what role music has played and sounds played like in your life from um from an early age yeah oh wow now that's that's definitely i gotta give credit to my dad um, okay like uh my grandma and my big sister um my sister we used to uh because she was going to college she she used to come back with these cassette tapes at mm. the time you know um and she would have this there's this uh, genre that we have in South Africa it's called Kwaito music so oh, it's basically it. an early generation yeah it's early generations of electronic music basically um, but it has a local twist of the uh, home language but then it's all derived from Deep House from the UK which mm. was just a, a slowed down but it's like a slowed down version of, of that so um yeah, so my dad, on the other hand, was the guy who was really into American soul music. You know, your Percy Sledge, your, um, your, your Commodores, you know, mm. Cool and the Gang. So he used to have his friends over. And my grandma was super gospel. Very, um, she, she would listen to all of these gospel records. So that's kind of my influence, really. So those are my just really early days where I just sort of like consuming music without even realizing that you are listening to all of these records and um and actually whenever i'm working on a record i'm like hey uh, hey that sounds like what my dad is to listen to so <laughs> it, it's kind of like a reference uh, uh space for me so yeah yeah do you remember what age specifically around you were listening you started listening to these things like when you're you listen to the kuwaiti tapes from your sister or yeah some of the gospel from your grandmother Yes, yes, yes. I think I was um, around about eight, nine, you know. Uh, I think that's when everything was just really, I, I could make sense of it, mm. rather. Mm-hmm. Because the music has always been played, but then as a kid, you're just growing up, and then you're like, oh, okay, like my grandma likes this. this. She's, she's always in, I'm like, oh, I don't want to listen to this quiet of yours. Put more gospel records. <laughs> <laughs> so it's- that was... Yeah, no, it's so true. I think I think there's definitely a difference between being kind of like aware of music happening and then actually becoming conscious of actually the fact that yeah. you're, what you're listening to and actually taking more of an interest um, yeah. and actually what it is and actually think, thinking about what it is you're listening to and how it's affecting you. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's yeah. true. Very true, yeah. And do you remember, um, can you recall what kind of age you were when you started actually experimenting, making things? Um, yeah, I think um, that's me and my younger brother. Mm-hmm. My brother, um, that's when we started making mixtapes. Mm. So, what we, I think we were around 15, 16 ish, somewhere around there, high school days. Yeah. So, um, that's when we would take an instrumental of a house song and take an R&B song, sort of like mix match mm. and give it to our friends. And it's like a new song. It's like, hey, that's Janet Jackson. It's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> with that house beats. So, that's just the thing that we, that's when it really began. And it started from there. And then it is from the, they, we got bored because it was so easy mm. and then we're like oh, okay cool how about we make our own beats now mm. you know then that's when the whole production thing was introduced then mm, okay okay yeah. amazing i mean it's yeah. uh i love that the i guess like dance music has always been sort of like an influence in in music uh that you've created and something that you've always, li- always listened to like because i think the I don't know. I think there's, for me anyway. I know that I've always I've been into music for a long time, but I feel like dance, yeah. dance, and sort of like music, a bit more ravey things that you can kind of go out dancing to was something which came came to me much later in life. And I just find it really yeah. interesting that actually that's uh, something that's that's always been with you. Um, and yeah. would you say that's quite um, not generic, but would you say that's quite normal? Like in in South Africa, is there is is dance music been something which is been quite ubiquitous is it is it always been around and or would you say you're unique in that um having been listened to that since a young age or would you say that's something that most of your peers would would share yeah i think um 
it 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 all stems from house music mm. to be specific you know and then um i think we didn't realize because we don't we're not so big on naming things so i'm just like oh, if it's a it evolved but mm. we didn't see the evolution we just thought it's oh, it's house music it's, it's house music but then it's dance music now mm. because it's more it's not just in this little corner it's, it could be so many spaces so um yeah i think that's the whole thing with the quieto again i'm just going back to that because it is the first i'm only realizing this as by the way just as i i think only like what four or five months ago mm. we had to sit down and be like i'm listening to what i'm doing and i'm comparing it to quieto i'm like no but this is this is it this is the <laughs> first i'm second generation <laughs> to this and it's just an epiphany it's like a sudden realization it's like mm. Hmm, this is this is what we are doing. So, um, but then I've always been a fan of house music. It's just weirdly enough. Here's one thing that happened to South Africa. Uh, how I got influenced by the whole dance thing was through DJs just doing compilations. Weirdly enough, from Europe, uh, especially France, there's a lot of just a lot of French records that really influenced. Uh, dance music in in South Africa, yes, mm. and no, but and of course I can't just uh, chuck away America, you know, because they they've got the Chicago House and all of that. They really, it's it's something that we, they did. So what what used to happen back in the days before the two thousand, the millennial, mm-hmm. the DJs used to compile music from different countries. So um, we would listen to all these compilations. And I feel like we, um, my generation is more of a, we've consumed all these sounds, so we start making them now. Mm. So that's that's the whole we're exporting the same sounds that were imported. So uh, yeah, basically that's that. That's the whole influence of the whole thing. But by the way, I, I'm only realizing all of these things just recently, and when I set myself down and I. How would you break it down for the next person? To how did you? Why did you make house music? And but then it's just South Africa is always really big on 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 house. Mm. It's a, it's a hub. They it's it's just our thing now. With my piano right now, mm, yeah. it's, it's 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 definitely that's that my piano and quieto are exactly the same thing. That's a proper second generation of what's happening mm. in terms of sound. It evolved from quieto into house. But then I'm a quiet into my piano is the exact same thing. That's how we live. Mm. That's what we do. That's what we whatever you're seeing on 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 socials and these little videos of kids dancing, that's exactly the lifestyle. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. Um just think you saying that just makes me think of I've seen like a lot of uh bit like mixes and like sessions recently of uh my piano mixes and just like just loads of kids like dancing in the street just looks like an amazing place to like just I mean I would just love to grow up to like just be like (laughs) listening to like just like this sort of music and just be dancing all the time yeah it sounds great yeah yeah it's it's beautiful it's really beautiful to witness because I think quite was robbed off the 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 recordings the phones Mm. and capturing whatever the what's happening but this is this is the exact same thing. It's just that it, in this era that we live in now, we have phones and social media, mm. so it's, it's we are able to capture it and and put it out there and people to see. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I want to talk about your music specifically now. Um, I I think I I came across it maybe about three three four years ago, something like that. Um, and I've I've always found whenever whenever listening to your music that there is this like. There's just, you have so much melody and you have this like real, um, this like warm energy to your music. And I don't know what it is, but like I, I always, I've always felt like particularly in comparison to other types of like Afro house or any derivations of that, that there is this yeah. real sort of like, I get, I feel like I'm moved like both like mentally and physically, <laughs> but there's like, there's like a real, it's not too like intense or like overwhelming if that makes sense like there isn't yeah. like this like yeah. I thought there isn't an intention to like really like hammer like really force like a message to you um to the listener yeah. is that would you say that's intentional is that is that something that you like intend to do with your music yeah yeah most definitely um I think this is where the American soul is actually kicking in now because mm. um 
of my dad. I used to listen to a lot of his cassettes as well. You know. So I think um, when I, uh, I was signed before, I started my own record label. So I, I was signed for like five years, um, being an in-house producer. Mm -hmm. So I got to really witness um, the difficulties of soul, soulful music because I was working with Boosie at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I was able to, I was a DJ, I was DJing for her. So I could see what, is, what was happening. The crowd was a little small, you know, it's a niche crowd. So I was like, okay, cool. How do I, because I really love soulful music. Then I was like, how can I find a space to expand this crowd of people or the audience rather mm. to just to, um, to engage in the soulfulness because there's so much healing that I found from these records. So I thought to myself, okay, the day I start my own thing, I'll make sure I put like an sort of like an enhancement mm. around this soulfulness. Uh, but then, and then, um, yeah, it, which which was strange because I, I was so mad at the, <laughs> when when it all started when I was producing for her, and then um, when I was signed under, under Demo Music, there's a record label that I signed under. Mm -hmm. um, the songs that were produced by my mentor Demo were written house next to you know the itunes before it was apple music so it was written house as a genre and then mine would be written electronic and i got mad i was like no this is not electronic music <laughs> and in my mind because i didn't have so much info i thought electronic so i thought I'm like no well this this is this is house this is soulful house mm. but then i i i sort of like did my research around electronic music and then I realized that I am actually, I'm, a, I'm an evolution now of house music. And then my venture, he was a house guy. I am an electronic music producer because I'm using elements that are, you can't really specifically put under house. Mm. You know, so it's just elements from different spaces. And I was like, oh, okay. Then it made sense to me. And then actually, and then I was like, oh, okay, I was, I was ignorant, you know, about this whole situation. So going back to soul, I... I, I there's a lot of influences. I just realized that the Swedish guys, uh, to be specific, Axwell from Swedish House Mafia, mm -hmm. really influenced me a lot because I really checked out his formula and all of his songs are about uplifting. Even the titles themselves, mm -hmm. World Hold On, the remix that he did, I've Got Nothing But Love For You. All these records are about love and uplifting. And I, when I started working on my first album, Narana uh, Mare, to be specific, that was my main thing. I was like, my records are going to be uplifting about love and really about sharing just, you know, because I was very, I was in a very dark space when I made those records. Okay. And um, it came, it, it came from that space. So I was like, okay, cool. I know a lot of people are going through like a lot of craziness. And then I want people to, when they listen to my my songs, they feel uplifted and the spirits just, you know, um, yeah, that's so, it, it is super intentional, very intentional. That's that's my main, main thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, it's actually, it's good to have that confirmed because it's, it's really nice to know that actually what, that that is the intention and that I'm actually feeling it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, I can't, I can't, I can't like express like how every single time I go back to some to one of your records, I just like, I'm like, ah, oh, something like overcome. Um, no, it's great, it's great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. How would you describe your uh, production style over the years? I mean, you said that it it's come from. You said it kind of originated from this like sort of like dark space. Would you say then? Um, and you had you were obviously like um, influenced by lots of lots of different um uh sources so obviously your, your gospel equator in the soul and then the swedish house as well um yeah. would you say that you're you're kind of taking all these elements because it feels like you've very much honed like your own style um and would you say that your production is kind of has developed with that as well over the years yeah well yeah you know the base is the base of everything is definitely house or mm. slash dance music that's my main aim. But then I had another mission that I wanted to put across to the rest of the world is to expose some of these sub-genres that we have here. Um, our type of gospel music is different. Uh, mm. the, 
uh, there's so many things that I could just really, um, even our R&B, even though it's influenced, but the way we would execute or, or, or do it, it's slightly different. So I was like, okay, cool. How about I use this dance thing as a base and then incorporate all these other weird stars in the Zulu folk Posa, you know, mm. name it. You just put it in one pot and try and come up with something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's that's basically that because I always say it's a fusion of dance music and all these other sounds. Well, it's not just necessarily South Africa, but the rest of Africa because I, I know whenever I go to a um, um, Kenya or, or, or anywhere, they have their own folk music. Then mm. I'll be like, ah, exactly. That's exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. I want the folk. In, into what I'm doing right now so we can all tell our stories um, mm. um, use this platform to just tell our stories basically so yeah yeah okay interesting so then would you say so how would you say your so the, the base is the same the base is like house but when you're trying to incorporate these different types of subgenres is there a yeah. diff, is there like a process that you have like for trying to sort of like incorporate like a, a different feel because um, I think because a lot of your music is like I don't know it has there is it they it tends to have like a very similar energy which is like yeah. very you can move to it but you also don't have to move either you can just like sort of like be in there yeah yeah do you know what I mean lost. get lost in it exactly um and so do you do you find you have a process of trying to incorporate these different subgenres when you find something you want to tell a story about or want to like kind of vocalize externalize. Yeah, so I, I I don't understand your question. What do you really? <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is that you have yeah. so you you try to you have um a different subgenre you want to try and to express through your music. Yes, yes. Do you have um a different way of approaching each of these the different subgenres? Oh. oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, well, it, man, it's so diff. It's 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 different spaces. But what I try and do with. Uh, to try and get the story out of the artist, I usually conduct a little interview situation where we can just sit down and just try and find out what your parents used to listen to, what exactly what you were asking me right now. Mm. That's exactly what I do. So I can sort of like design something that will fit your story and, um, and easily for you to just express yourself mm-hmm. because it's something that you know already. So it's more of a formula that I just sort of like came up with in a way. Uh, or maybe because I'm just a curious soul, I always just to, to try and find out why are you here and why are we here mm. as well? Because I, I always feel like whoever I'm working with is just not really just because you're good, I'm good. There's so many people who are really good in whatever they're doing musically or whatever. So, um, so I always try and just figure stuff out about the artist and really what are they going through are you happy are you going through a dark period what happened to you did you have problems at home it's like sort of like therapy really mm. and then and then try and try and take that story and put it on a record and i know there's a person who relate to that story definitely um even if it's not even a language uh thing you can just because it's it's it's, it's music is so different it's it's such a difference space where you could really listen to a song and then be like i feel like i i understand what they're saying but i i don't and that what that's exactly what happened to me on my first album when i was working on uh yere faga mm-hmm. uh, by the legendary um I, I didn't i didn't even google what the song meant mm. i just I, start, I just immediately listened to the original. I think I just saw ten, Tony Allen. I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't care. I don't care. I, so I started working on it. And um, I, I started feeling weird about it. I was like, okay, I'm feeling something now. Something is happening. Because I could listen to the lyrics on the original. And I'm like, okay, she's basically telling a message. But I don't understand it. But it's okay. I don't care. Mm. You know, let me let me work on it and I start working on it and I start feeling something. I'm like, hey, wait, 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 wait. This song could be saying "Kill all South Africans." <laughs> let me Google. <laughs> and then I found out it's um. <laughs> so um, so uh, I went and googled and then I found out the message was so powerful. It's about suicide, and I'm like, whoa, mm. this is it. 
how did you land on how did i land with this record because it's this is exactly what i'm trying to put out there mm. you know i'm now we know a lot of people were going through a lot of depression and they tried to just commit suicide and this is the perfect record for me so i, I got excited mm. and i was like oh yes i'm definitely finishing this up and um and that's the most amazing thing that happened to me as well you know like i, I kind of find myself just being moved by the record as i'm working on it mm. um yeah, i just feel like a sometimes i feel like i'm just a passage i'm just passing the, the message mm. uh, that's that's what i'm trying to it's not even intentional but now it is because i'm just realizing it it's like oh hey why am i put in this position to have this record and then make a remix out of it and then put it out there and help people because i see with the socials and dms people are like oh Sanel, hey thank you so much for that song it helped me go get through this this and that i'm like oh is it amazing <laughs> amazing <laughs> so it's a it's a beautiful thing i don't want to lie it's it's a it's a it's a little stressful because I'm, I'm i'm inside and i'm doing all of this work and i'm i'm doing it but i love it i love mm. it when I'm, I'm able to uplift i'm able to change a mood of just being sad into being happy you know um, maybe you know for you to just feel you could dance to the record amazing but that's the influence that we have because that's why i'm i'm i keep going back to the, the to 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 europe uh to to france specifically because there was a group uh that uh i think david Guetta was part of it it's called africanism mm -hmm. and they sort of like group they had a blue group with, uh, it was led by dj gregory from france um so they had songs that the some of the uh, compilation uh, compil uh, compilers or our djs at the time mm. so they the songs were strictly sung in, in in french like it's a french language but then in the townships yeah we were sort of like remixing taking the lyrics and then sort of put zulu or cross or whatever language we would use it for mm. and to sort of like own the record now because we loved it but we didn't know what it meant mm. you know so I, it's it all of that for me the courage of just being able to just put out a record that's not in English, it just stems from there. Yeah, yeah. That is beautiful. I think I loved a lot about what you were saying just then. I think it's uh, it's amazing, actually, like, that a lot of the music that you create kind of comes from this relationship that you, that you have with an artist and kind of, like, getting to know them and actually... Ha ha you describe it as a form of therapy, which I think is absolutely beautiful. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not a way of working that I've heard of very often. So yeah, I really, I think you can yeah. definitely hear that as well in your music. Like the more you talk, the more I kind of understand exactly what your your um, where this feeling comes from. Because I think like there's yeah. there was a um, I don't know if it was a, if it's a, a well known phrase, but like. Um, I've read somewhere before where like talking about art and it says like art has the ability to connect with people in ways that sometimes like words can't. And yeah. that's exactly what you're saying. Like you don't necessarily need yeah, to understand yeah. what the music, the the words or the lyrics, but you have like yes. the overall feeling you get um, yeah, yeah, yeah. can resonate and connect. Yeah. I definitely feel that. Perfectly. Yeah. 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 That's it. It's just in summary. <laughs> <That's> in summary. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I know that you're a. Uh, I've read before that you're a bit of a perfectionist, um, and yeah. I share that as well. So, would you say you have found any ways you can resist your habits of like when it comes to trying trying to uh, finish or complete a song, or is it still a work in progress? Yeah. Well, I think I, I figured it out <laughs> when I was working on my my first mm -hmm. album, specifically my first single, um, where I just like really hogging on Havana Man because I just want it to be so perfect. I want the vocals to be this, the bass, blah, 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 you know, the works. So I, uh, I think I was just thankful to have my brother and my manager. Um, those two guys really helped me understand the whole thing of uh, the business side of things because I was, so, I, was, I was a super artist at the time. I didn't understand the business side, the dates, the, hey, if you don't submit at this time, then we're gonna, you're not going to be able to do that. So um, I, it, that was the first time I felt pressure of just really finishing a record and then just letting mm. it go. So um, 
because I, I just gave it to them. I was like, ah, okay, all right, okay, cool. Take it then. See if it will work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's not going to work. I know this. Because it, it, the, that is not still good and this is not that. So... You uh, sounded pretty reluctant So it there. went out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it went out. And so it came back and it's like, boom. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Now, I don't, it doesn't... Then they set me down. It's like, the, the product, um, it doesn't need to be 100% ready for it to be to be put out there or to mm. sell so at least you can get to a 90 percent that's the closest maybe you could but um that's that's my first lesson and then after that i i was like okay cool guys and then um but the album as well was um they're having a hard time <laughs> because they're like it's ready it's clean give it to us we, we're done and i'm like no what about that song that song and then uh, Man, funny enough, all the songs that I feel like, okay, yeah, this is 100%, it never really gets that type of attention or, I don't know, you know, then I've learned to understand that sometimes I, it, it's just the mind being excited mm. um, of discovering this new thing that you think a lot of people are like, oh, you can hear this. This mm. is it. This is the new thing. And then people are like, no, I like the other thing. <laughs> but like, no, this is, I made this in 30 minutes. It's like, yes, this is the one. I'm like, oh. <laughs> then uh, I've learned to let go. I've learned to let go of that. But it's still there for my shows. Now I'm, I'm on my shows. I'm going to have the show. And then I, I feel like I didn't make people dance enough. Mm. I'm like, what can I do to make this a better show? You know, but which is good because it always just keeps you going. You know, um, and makes you. Uh, I think it, it it just keeps getting better. Um, yeah. 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 I've actually. I. I mean, I've noticed while we've been talking as well. There's. Um. There seems to be a bit of a theme about sort of like constantly learning. Like you're talking about how you, you kind of made the discovery about the origins of your music and like Kuwaito, yeah. um, talking about like learning about how to. Um, how to I guess like, manage your own perfectionism. Yeah and realize when to kind of like let go from a song or from a set and right. kind of like learn from experiences as well. Yeah. Is that, um, do you feel like this is something that you've kind of taken just, you've had throughout your career, like coming from being signed to then starting your own label and actually working with a lot of different artists as well. So because I've noticed that you've, I don't know if you have like a certain um, process for working out who you want to work with or who you want to whose music you want to put out but yeah. there's there seems to be like you're always seem to be learning and, and looking for for new things to to kind of like experiment with yeah well i think it really again i'm gonna i'm gonna give credit to my mentor uh, mm. because i was so clueless about africa you know i just wanted to go to europe <laughs> and mm. that's it i was ignoring myself basically so it just being with him for that many years, I got to uh, be exposed about the African culture, you know, and then mm. one of the biggest influences that I, I didn't understand, it was so, it was obsessing over Fela. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, guy, <laughs> half naked half of the time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, as I really just, started to find out this guy he's really big in the west but then the music is not being played there so this is all research just for me to really find myself and the sound at the same time so finding out about my african culture really helped me shape the career and so as a, mm. and i just found out that he was so big but the the music was not being played because it was too long the format was not fitting the american style or the west rather so um and then that was one of my missions was like okay cool how can i put this whole feeling into four minutes 30 seconds mm. then this, this is part of the things that i'm like okay so basically i want to use african music the culture into a pop format so it's it's consumable by the rest of the world just not just mm -hmm. us so that is always been my thing so i think the way I work or the people that come to me are people who almost share the same vision, um, but sometimes they come with uh, different ideas and then I try and, and just really 
put them into the space and make them understand what I'm trying to achieve. And they'll be like, oh, I see. So, and then with this, this is where we all meet then. And then it's able to, we're able to just sort of like work on the same idea or the same vision. And then it makes it easier for everyone to just really complete the song. But it's, 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 um, I, I, at first, because I think it's a blessing because what I was trying to do on my first album, I was trying to get all these big names to come and be on the album. But they were like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything out, you know. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. Um, as a matter of fact, being signed as well, it really helped me understand how it took me way too long. It feels like it took too long, but then I was learning my lessons. But then I was like, okay, cool. If I it's taking me this long, the next person I must try by all means to be a little shorter. It could be half of what I, I went through. So that was the main thing then. That's when I got to work with all these young, new voices that just wanted to be heard. Um, but now, because of the first album and the success of it, it has attracted all these other guys now. It's quite a lot. Uh, so, which is beautiful. I'm I'm really thankful. And, and they come from different spaces. It could be Norway, it could be um, Cameroon, you name it, you name mm. it. It's everywhere. Um, I even get people from Asia, which is just mind-boggling sometimes. I'm like, oh, wow. yeah, it is strange, very strange, but amazing, amazing, beautifully, um, strangely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's actually quite... Um, uh, quite apt in terms of like I want to kind of want to, what I want to talk about talk to you about next because your music obviously has now got a global influence yeah. and it's been people listening to it all over the place yeah. um and I've heard other um artists well I guess what I want to say is that there's there's definitely been historically there's been sort of like a narrative of like Africa being underdogs when it comes to like uh creativity and artistry yeah. um and it has definitely been perpetuated like on the continent as well so i think there's whether or not it's intentional but like definitely african artists see themselves as underdogs as well yeah. um how do you feel about this and do you feel like i feel like there's definitely been a shift in 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 i guess like the last like five years or so when it yeah. comes to like more the pop the music becoming a lot more popular and a bit more sort of like influencing the mainstream yeah do you see do you see this like sort of narrative changing and and how do you feel about your music sort of like as part of this sort of like global industry yeah i think it'll my the title of my first album explains it uh, very well because mm. i that's why um i'm saying um i was saying earlier that um the history will actually rescue you and research and understanding your business will help mm -hmm. us understand a little bit better why we need to, um, we sort of like, this, this is one thing I noticed about Africa that we always wait for other people to come and get us. Mm. I wanted to, that's one of my new missions. I was like, no, I'm not waiting for them. I'm meeting them halfway. By the time they come, I'm there. I'm ready. Mm. I've got the format. I've got the, you know, I've got the culture. I've, I've got it on lockdown. So that was, um, uh, um, that was my mission. That's my mission. It's always been my mission. So, just sitting here and um, and I was I I remember before I even started working on that album, I was noticing a shift of just the print, African print in the in the fashion world. Um, that was for me one of the initial things for me just to start this idea of let me export the sound the guys are exporting the print and the and the clothes and everything amazing mm. and but the weirdly thing that I was seeing it was taken from here and it was redesigned by uh, guys from the west and then mm -hmm. it looks and i was like oh wow this beautiful i'm like but wait i, I know that oh okay so now i realized like okay cool how can i sort of like export instead of waiting for dr dre to, to 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 sort of like redefine it or, or or touch it or clean it up or whatever the term could be for him just to, 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 to for people to just understand it and i was like nah i'm not i'm not, I'm not gonna wait 
luckily enough we have very ambitious brothers in the continent the nigerian brothers mm. so mm-hmm. they push the envelope they pushing the the the, the afro sound and it's out there mm-hmm. and then i'm like I, this is beautiful finally we get to name as well genres now which is which is big to me because that's what yeah. I, that that's what i want to do because i uh, I think when I was just chilling with the guys, when we talk about the Grammys, and then the only platform that we have is the world stage. I'm like, oh, but this, it's way, that's just insane. We, we can't be in this low. Yeah. It's way too many of us. Even Asia is in the world category. That, that's, that's insane. Mm. And then we could just look mm-hmm. for one artist to represent that. And then yeah. it just seemed a little ridiculous to me. Right? Just, just plainly, just explaining it to me. And then I was like, cool, the only way for us to have a different conversation with the uh, with the uh, Grammys, you know, uh, is for us to actually come up with names for our, of our own genres. Because I'm always mad when they take some of those songs that are produced for artists here yeah, and they put them under Afro pop. I'll be like, no, mm. it's not Afro pop, it's pop, but it's from mm. Africa. <laughs> so mm-hmm. because it's from Africa now, you have to put the Afro. No, let's check that out. It can be pop and have African influence to it. So why can mm-hmm. it be like that? So that's that's what I'm trying to challenge. I'm challenging those spaces. So it frees everyone from wanting to sound like this particular person or that person for them to be accepted into the system. So mm-hmm. that's, that's, those are the, some of the things that I'm really trying to uh, change. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a lot. I could talk a whole day about this. I'm passionate about it because I, I understand it very well. And um, I think it's the research that has really helped me just really break it down and how can I find solutions? Because what, what another thing that we're famous for in Africa is complaining. Oh, no, they don't want me because... I mean, no, it's how can we make them not be, be undeniable, basically? Even if they were like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. we, we don't, but it's like, oh, it, but it, 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 the kids love it. And then you've got it. And then that's, yeah, that's the mission. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, so would you say part of your mission is, I guess, like redefining your own style of music? Is it, or, or are, you, are you happy with it being house or is it do you feel like you're you're because you did say that it's definitely a bit of a niche like you're not quite yeah. one thing or the other yeah um well i mean soulful house probably is a pretty good description but yeah, yeah. would you say that you're you're still sort of like channeling something else in there is there something that you want to because i think this i think this i think this whole idea of actually defining genres actually was a really interesting one um and actually coming naming your own genres rather yeah um because i'm moving from world to Afrobeats or Afro House or yes, whatever it may yes, be. Yes. I think that's such a that's such a massive thing. And I think I remember that 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 being a particular shift. Would you say you're sort of like on that mission as well with your music? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I soulful music, American soul, gospel, quiet or mm. all of these things really make up this sound. There's so many. It's just not that. It's just garage house. There's a lot of things that really go into it. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't, it's, I just feel like putting it under Afro House is just not enough. You know, mm. you're still boxing it. So how about I just call it the L World Sound? Mm. That's the thing. Okay. That's that's where I'm at. And then because you can't you can't put it under Afro House. It's not just Afro House. I, I how you can't put it under Afro House. Then what do you call mm. that then? You know, mm-hmm. and understand with the up tempo because the minute it's up tempo and then people are like yeah Afro House. It's a stuff yeah. a black coffee place. Yeah, yeah, it's up. And then I'm like, I, I get it. But then I think it's, we can expand on that now. We can, that's why I'm so thankful to have my piano because a lot of people usually interview me. It's like, but what are you doing? I'm a, I'm a piano. I'm like, no, I don't need to do them. Not that I hate I'm a piano. It's part of our, it's part of, if I hate I'm a piano, then I hate myself because I am mm. part of that culture. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, but then I'm so thankful that we are able to name a genre and it goes on a global sp- space. And that, that's big to me. That's what, that's my mission. I want us to mm-hmm. be able to name and come up with names and change the, the old format of music because it's, 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 it's this, 
it, it can't be just pop. It can't be just that. That is, there's so many things that we can just come up with, and it'll just give more freedom to creatives and um, to just really express themselves easily. Um, take influences of all these blue sounds here, yeah, these genres, all that, and then put something together, and it'll just grow the industry as well. I just feel like it'll just really expand and allow more people to express themselves yeah 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 completely i completely agree i think there's actually something really in that what you're saying about i mean i think as you were talking it made it it makes more and more sense as you kind of say out loud that you can't you obviously can't box things everything into these set particular sort of like genres because it doesn't allow for creativity like and actually having the knowledge that you can you don't necessarily need to make this sort of music or that sort of music then actually takes away the pressure of like trying to emulate other people yeah. rather than actually doing your own things exactly. right? i mean exactly. and yeah yep you definitely yeah you articulate in, in such a great way yeah um amazing yeah okay well i mean i think we're almost almost towards the end of the our chat but before before we go yeah. i'd love to know is there anything on the horizon are you working anything have you found maybe being um the, the pandemic has that actually slowed you down slightly are you taking a bit more time or are you still busy working behind the scenes what's next essentially yeah quite a lot past two weeks i couldn't work i think it's just a lot on my mind um mm. but then it afforded me to be able to watch because i haven't sat down and really watched like a docky or an interview because i like watching those um just for inspiration sometimes or the way they explain things the way they carry themselves in an interview all these things mm. i like to study i, I think i'm just uh, i like researching about what i love so mm-hmm. and then uh i, I you know it, it, after watching there's a there's a doggy on, on netflix it's called this is pop it changed my life mm. yeah yeah it just yeah. it really just it just switched so many things it reminded me of my purpose because I was getting lost in the, I'm, I'm an artist, uh, I'm a DJ, I'm going to go out there. And then I forgot that I'm a, I'm a producer. So mm-hmm. when I watched episode three, which is Stockholm Syndrome, it really yeah. pushed me back to my roots where I was like, okay, cool. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, I just, I, I want to collect all these producers around me and form the sound and a movement. So that's, that really changed my mind on certain things i've got guys now just pulling through i've been making calls i'm like hey check it out let's do this let's do this thing so it's like elson studio yeah yeah let's have our yeah yeah let's have a share on studio um let's have guys this this is how we can export the sound actually because Mm. if we can all have all these minds um, on production because that's that's what defines everything the 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 Mm -hmm. vocals yes it's 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 amazing because they are the storytellers but then if they don't have the right sound behind them, the story is just is not as good, you know, it's just, so I'm, that just switched that, you know, um, mm-hmm. but then I have guys that I'm working with in the label. Obviously, um, I have um, uh, DJ Kenza, um, he's all from mm-hmm. the Northwest, which is, if you, if you could just check Northwest South Africa, it's a very dry space. And I was surprised actually when he contacted me on, on, on socials and then I was like, hey, where, where are you from? Northwest? No worries. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Um, um, but yeah, he's amazing. He's been producing, he co-produced, uh, we both produced um, Chasing Summer um, mm-hmm. um, on the album. So um, I have uh, guys, just um, vocalist, no Nobuhle, amazing spiritual uh, artist, I'll, I'll I'll post these on my on my on my timeline and stories, uh, just to just to uh, show people all these America mm. um, these amazing artists. Um, so that's 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 what I'm doing, and I've got a compilation that I I'm gonna release because there's so much music that we make, it gets left out, and then it if we don't release it this year, then it it feels irrelevant next year. Sometimes mm. you know, sometimes there are certain ones that could really live throughout the years and without being released and then want to take it out and then it sounds like a new song so um mm. uh, yeah so that's what that's my next mission actually the the l world compilation is going to be more of um exposing new talent 
that's gonna mm-hmm. be my space now. But on my albums now, I'm uh, I'm trying to really get the right people to help me just grow the the brand, you know. Um, <laughs> but I'll also just uh, uh, introduce new talent, whatever. Just that I feel uh, really moves me. I'll still put it on the album, whether the artist is known or unknown. So, but the compilation would actually give me more space to just really expose a lot of guys because there's so much music that we've made with so many guys, but it's just impossible to fit on an album. Um, yeah, those, those are, expect more releases and I wanted to do a documentary as well, but then because of COVID, I couldn't do it. And it was going to be a very special docky. It was going to showcase African culture because I do shows in Zambia. I do a show in Kenya. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's, that was going to be Amazing. my... That was going to be my next mission. I was going to be there for a week, record, go to the streets, eat the food, work with one of the artists there or two, you know, and have a soundtrack, whatever that fits the soundtrack, release it and put it out there. And it's an African movement. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that all sounds amazing. I I have like all my fingers crossed for you for that. Um, at least the docky as well. I mean, I'm very excited for the compilation and everything you got coming up. And actually, I applaud you for. I know that you do do a lot of um, exposing and um, pushing like talent that you that you work with, whether or not they are yeah. known or or lesser known. Yeah, um, and I think that's that's great. Yeah, thank uh, thank so. Thank you so much for, for chatting to us today. Yeah, most definitely, um, most definitely. Yes. I really, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was amazing, man. You know, I'm, I'm always just anxious of just doing interviews. I'm not a fan uh, because people just ask, usually just ask me about my lifestyle. I'm like, okay, what's your shoe size? I'm like, that's not, how's that going to help the next kid? <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend? Why? Why are you interested in that? <laughs> But it's beautiful. I, I love this because you really, you asking me the right things. I would, I would, I would, I would say that, but that's, that's always, it needs to be educational. I'm very, I'm for that. Like how, if a person is listening to this interview, wherever, they should be able to be like, oh, I never looked at it that way. Amazing. Yeah. And then, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. for listening to RA's Exchange with Sunel Musician and Andrew Mensah. Our full archive is available for you to take in. If you enjoyed this episode, you might be interested to listen to Vanessa Maria's interview with the British Ghanaian producer, Jules. That is available on all platforms right now. I'll have a new episode for you next week. Until then, take care.